Hello guys and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com I know it's been a little bit of a while so I apologise for that However it's so good to hear because I'm getting a lot of people coming to me and saying Martin I've joined BTC because of the podcast um, So it's good to know that a lot of people are listening to it It's good to know that people are finding useful things from it Obviously you know when we make this content we really tailor it to try and suit your needs uh, but we never really know how it's going to go down until it goes out so thanks guys for all the positive feedback because it does help and it does encourage us to keep going because of course what we have to remember is that you know primarily me ryan and adam are professional traders so um that will always be the first thing we do and btc is very much kind of something we do to give back so um, when we hear that it's doing well and that it's helping people that just gives us a little bit more incentive to work even harder uh, if that's possible for you guys so today i'm going to talk about 10 key steps to prepare yourself for betfair trading um, i think one of the biggest things i've noticed with traders and and you have to excuse me in a way because as someone who's traded for years i very much sometimes forget the little things that kind of seem obvious to me because I've been doing it for so long. The little steps I take to prepare when trading. Now I'm not just talking about the kind of more explicit stuff where it's like, oh, I prepare by sitting in my chair and grabbing a coffee, etc., etc. Um, obviously the daily ritual stuff is, is obviously still very important. However, what I want to talk about here more is kind of the psychology of trading um, and kind of looking at things in a light of is this the right opportunity and have I prepared myself to find out if this is the right trading opportunity I actually think this is the step most people miss okay so if you're a beginner trader even if you're maybe on your way to becoming a successful trader and you're not quite there yet I often think the big gap you will find between the professional traders and the average traders is that they don't prepare as much the average traders do not prepare as much they don't go through these steps religiously that I'm about to talk through um, and their trading suffers because of it so I've talked a bit about the three kind of key things in Betfair trading that what I see as the holy trinity of Betfair trading and the, that is number one proper pre-match research I think that's the first thing for everyone in trading number two is use the in-place stats and the eye test and by the eye test I mean when you watch a game what you're seeing in front of you use that as part of your information and research and then number three is including motivating factors and situational advantages so is the team motivated that you're about to back are the, do the teams need to win the game when you go for another goal things like that make a big difference to a trade and I think like I say the pro traders will use all three of those steps a lot when trading and I think other traders kind of skip maybe one of the steps and if you watch that will often not end well um, so even if you're one of those people that just advocates ignoring say in-play stats or pre-match research I think if you actually look at the other traders who do that um, in general it doesn't end well so well the first thing to start with I think here is just in case you're one of these people that just thinks I don't even want to research a trade 
all I need to do is look at the stats in play and I've got it. Well, if that's true, fair play. You've done well. You're a very you're a very good trader. If that's literally all you need to do and you're making a lot of money from that, then great. However, if like the other 99.9% of us, you do need to actually research a trade, um, I'm going to give you some reasons why. So everyone I know is a professional trader personally. Now, I'm not talking about people I've seen online or people who use fake avatar type names. You know, uh, you get them on poker stars people just use funny names don't they instead of real name obviously on BTC we all use our own names and it's all kind of very accountable in that way so everyone I know personally that I've met professional traders uh, professional traders I've spoken to on zoom etc they all do pre-match research okay so that's one major reason why I advocate uh, pre-match research but I think it's quite naive to think you don't need to do it in a profession as unforgiving as Betfair trading. And for me, the reason we prepare our trades is to arm ourselves with as much knowledge as we can to make the best decisions possible when making the trade. It's that simple. We're arming ourselves with knowledge. Remember, knowledge is power. That's a fact, okay? The more knowledge you have about a subject, the better you can be to make an informed decision about the subject. This is true in any walk of life, okay? Betfair trading is no different to any form of life in that respect. To go into a trade blind with no prior knowledge, with no thought about the conditions in which you're entering is, in my view, reckless at best. Um, and at worst, it will ultimately lead to failure in the long run. So let's use some examples from the business world. Is there anything that happens in serious work conditions that does not involve prior research? Think about it. When you apply for a job, you have to have an interview, right? People ask, what's the first thing they ask normally? What's your history? What have you done before? Employers run a background check, right? When you start a business, it's quite common practice to use a business plan. A vast amount of that document is research and background work, right? Every predictive model that is used in business starts by looking at the background information and the trends of what has happened in the past. So why on earth would Betfair trading be any different? The simple answer is it isn't. If a trader does well without doing any background work on their trading, like I said, more power to them. But I'd be very sceptical of that. I'll finish this off by saying it can do no harm. There is no downside to doing your due diligence when trading. None whatsoever. And that is a fact, okay? No one can argue that. No one can say doing research is a bad thing. Anyone who says that, quite frankly, is a numpty. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. It can't hurt your trading, but rather it should empower your trading when you do that research. Remember the wise saying, fail to prepare and prepare to fail. Don't wing it with Betfair trading. Trust me, the results will not be kind to you. I've seen people try and do it um, and it's just, it does not do well.
So let's move on from that onto the 10 key things I look out for before I sit down and watch an event. What do I research before I add a potential trade to my daily list? So I'm going to list a few of the things here, um, probably the most important things that I look at. And I think jot these down if you can or make a note of them, however you do that. This is kind of universal across most sports, but I, I'm always kind of looking at it mainly from a football perspective because that's the sport I trade the most. So, number one, I grab my shortlist of selections for the day from the BetfairTradingCommunity.com software filters. Right, really easy. Grab your selection from your filters, and as we've preset these filters, uh, you can either use the members filters I've put up there that we've tested, or one you've created yourself. Select the games that statistically show what games we're going to trade. And that that is basically our foundation for starting. It's a great way to start. We've already done the research in that respect without having to do it every single day. We've got our system, we've got our strategy, and our selections are given to us. The important thing is, we don't stop there. We don't just go, right, there's our shortlist, that's what I'm going to trade, ban. Okay, That is naive. The second thing we do, I will also click on the games individually and assess the stats myself. So if you get a selection come up in your filter, you'll see it obviously on the right hand side of the screen. Click the match and check the stats and just have a little look and think, is there any hole? Has has the data you know, not quite picked up on something that would worry me? If so, there's a reason to avoid the game. Number three, once I have my trading shortlist, the next thing I look at are the teams playing mid-season? So by this I mean, is it in the flow of the season or has the season just begun or is it about to end? If it's either of the last two, I'd be extremely wary of trading it. In fact, I probably wouldn't trade it, okay? Unless, and the only exception to that really is if it's the end of the season and both teams still have something to play for, which is pretty rare a couple of games out. So start looking around two to three games out from the end of the season and think, I don't think I want to trade this. And at the start of the season, and a lot of the time, I'm looking for quite a few games. I probably want at least eight league games played, so four home, four away, before I start trading that league that season. Um, okay. So the next thing is kind of related to what I said, where I check the motivation of both teams. Do they both need the points? Um, this is obviously more of an issue later you get into the season because early in the season teams should be motivated to try and win no matter what. Okay, number five. I then look for key team news. Are the lineups likely to be the same as last time out? So there's loads of ways to find out about lineups. You can check the Twitters, you can check, you know, just Google the team's last lineup, you'll find it out. Is it similar? Can we expect similar results because of that? Number six, what are the weather conditions? Extreme weather is more likely to produce unpredictable outcomes, not related to past performance. So I'd leave these games alone myself. Number seven, is there money in the market? You know, is there going to be any liquidity? If not, I'm going to avoid it. Now, I guess... I guess if you're using small stakes and you're not a pro trader, 
you might go into a lower liquid market knowing that you've only got to get a couple of quid out when you trade out. However, when you're going in with big stakes, this is a nightmare because, you know, if you're trying to get 100, 200 pound trades matched, you're not going to get them matched if the market is just not there, if it's not moving. You might have to wait for ages and, and it could cost you money. So um, I think most pro traders will avoid markets with no money. Number eight, I check the odds. Okay, now some matches in your shortlist, let's say we're going for goals. Some matches will obviously hold no value whatsoever. So let's say Real Madrid are playing Real Betis. Usually the markets are really short on goal odds because the market just expects a load of goals. Um, overall 2.5 goals will often be under 1.50 odds, often way under. You know, looking at three to one on things like that. Sorry, one point three three for those who don't know the fractions and uh, decimals. But the key here is going right. Okay, I know what kind of price I want. Is it there? If not, you kind of know you can leave that game alone at that point because you go. Do you know what? It doesn't really matter what happens. Um, the odds are just super short, and they're going to stay that way. So I know this is now not a match for me to trade. Number nine, I then set out my trading plan. I write the times of the games down that I have left on paper. But you can do this on your phone or PC. You know, I'm old school, I like to use the paper still. Uh, the important thing is to plan your time trading that day. I find this helps me with time management to know it. So you know what hours you need to work, what hours you can hang out with your family, whatever. As we all know, time is money. So, you know, save time where you can number 10 I'm ready to roll right I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the trade see how it goes and then look at whether I should enter it now in the next podcast I'm going to discuss in play trading in play trading is probably the 10th point that I'd end on here and say then I look at the in play um, but here's key 10 key steps and I've briefly explained them the truth is most of these steps you know, it might sound a bit daunting here, but most of these steps only take a minute or two of research, right? And they won't take you long to do. And you will see the benefit of them when you're able to filter out potential trap games that may have caught you out and had not prepared properly, had you not prepared properly that day. Because, you know, a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people don't do this. A lot of people don't prepare. Even if you spot an opportunity in play, Go back and check the pre-match stats. Don't feel like just because it's in play, uh, it's too late now. Go back. Take a minute or two, right? It's better to take a minute or two, potentially miss a good trade, than not take the minute or two and lose. Because the majority of time, you'll fall under that second category if you're not checking. Because you'll get caught out by these trap games that you never would have traded in the first place normally just because you didn't do your due diligence. As ever, I hope this advice uh, helps. Advice helps. I hope this advice helps. <laughs> I hope this advice helps, and that is what I'm here to help you with. Of course, I'm here to help you. Um, so you know, don't feel like I'm going. Oh, I'm, I'm having a go or anything. I'm not. I'm really just trying to help. These are all mistakes I've made in the past. Trying to jump in. You know, before I was a pro trader, I made every mistake in the book. Honestly, just try and call me on it. I, I talk about it all the time on betfairtradingcommunity.com. Um, I'll be back next time. And like I say, I'm going to cover in place stats. So uh, make sure you listen to that and uh, what, listen to all three parts of this series.